When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? Broadcasting live from the greatest city in the world. Austin, Texas, baby. It's Bucky and Aaron. You guys want to play some twos? You know what? Actually, we're kind of in the middle of a conversation. B and E. What's B and E? Bucky Godbolt, Aaron Hogan on the Horn, 104.9 AM 1260 and hornfm.com. With the Longhorns play and Austin Talks Sports. You think we've gotten too radical with our message? Well, I got news for you. You ain't heard nothing yet. And if you don't know, now you know. Go to go <laughs> Welcome back to B&E. Thursdays, Buck-Ons and Buck-Offs just for you. We do appreciate them, as we always do. And by the way, happy Father's Day as we get ready for Father's Day weekend. I know we don't make as much of a big deal as we do about Mother's Day. No, we don't do Friday Father's Day jokes. We don't. We don't do that to Pops. Pops is a joke to, to himself. Yeah. Dad is dad. So do something uh, Do something really special for your dad. If you got that opportunity, if you still have your father around. And boy, oh boy. It is really cool. The more I see it, the more I, the older I get, the more I, I'm seeing more young kids that have these great relationships with their dad. I never had one with mine. And boy, I'm, I miss that part of my life. I always like to be the tough guy and said, oh, I didn't miss it whatsoever. Boy, I wish I'd had a relationship with my father. That's interesting. Even, even at this age, I never did. So it, it never, it just never worked out. You know, not saying whose fault it was. I'm just saying it never worked out. And uh, for those that have a father, and and uh, those guys that are out there doing doing being great fathers and being around for their kids, which is the most important thing. If you can spend that kind of time with your kids, they don't really want much. They just want you. I've, that's one thing I've noticed. I've 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 been more fatherly with my kids because I'm out of sports now because I can do some things, but. Boy, well, you, but you, I mean, you, was you were job. a great dad. You were a great dad, right? Everybody I was, knows I was that. okay. I bet you were really good. I was okay. You have, you have great kids. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean. Well, I, you do get, the, you get I, the benefit of the doubt. I think a lot of that is, is depends on who your partner is, too. Uh-huh. When you're, when you're in that partnership of, of raising kids. And, but I just see dads doing so many but, good things and, and being in their kids' lives. I just think that's important. I, I mean, we, we talk about sports and and some of these kids and, and what's going on, and I look at a guy like John ja Morant and, and see what kind of future that guy should have. But his dad's a goof. Well, you know, when you, when you say you, you know, your relationship didn't work out with your dad, right there you're likely in a statistical category where you're more likely to not turn out to be a good dad yourself. It's just yeah. kind of inescapable, and yet you were. So, well, you don't, you when, know, you don't have, when you don't have great example— it doesn't do. It doesn't help you. No. But that's not. But as I said, but I'm you not found saying your way. Well, I'm just saying that's. It doesn't matter whose fault that is. It just didn't happen. Oh, I hated my dad growing up. I didn't. I didn't talk to him for an entire year of high school, and we lived in the same house. But we really we've mended our way. I you know I was his firstborn. I got a bunch of little little brothers. Uh, you know, working. He had me I, at this point. I'm 25 right now. I was three, four years old. You know, I. It's like think. I have to think back to. How I would feel right now if I had a three or four year old kid, you know, and I take a lot of that and like, oh, we both made mistakes. 
Let's just try to. Yeah, I mean, do, do you and your dad talk about it a lot, or is it just something that you really? Oh you no, know? we're so completely fine now. Like we, I talk to him probably three three times a week. But you know about, about that about no, no, oh, the tough time. No, nah, yeah. it was more just like yeah, was, without being said, just kind of move on and. We both realize that we love each other and want to be part of our lives. Yeah, it's well, just, that, that's the important. I mean, you live, that's the living very, and learning. Very manly, the way we didn't really need to talk about it. Kind Hell, of I didn't even know, you know, for years and years until my sister told me. I never knew my dad was in the war. My dad was in, served two years in Korea. Really? And never, never, ever, ever mentioned that. But I guess when, you know, as I grew older and left, went off to college, and my, you know, I'm the oldest of eight, so the siblings were around. He, you know, he had let them know that he was in Korea, and I heard that was unbelievable. Of a place, I mean, war is hell. But I heard the Korean War was awful. Was he was he there at the begin? You know, I mean, it, was he there at the beginning? Was, the beginning. was he in the army or the Marines? Army. And he just he just talked. To, I mean, I never got Bad. I never got a chance to ask him stuff like well, that, that. That generation of of Americans that had to go over to you know Korean War, Vietnam War, World War Two, and then come back and try to be a father, a family man after you've witnessed. All that, all those atrocities. Well, that's why I said I don't. I don't. It's tough. I don't, that's a whole different. Let I don't. Get, I don't let, put the blame on anybody. I just say it. Just it didn't work out. And yeah. I was as I got older. You know, I, 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 I always thought that maybe I need to be the guy to try to mend that and ask questions. I never did. And I don't. And 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 I. I only feel bad at certain times. I don't always feel bad about that because there were certain things that no matter what he said, it just wasn't going to work for me. Uh-huh. I know me. So you know, what I mean, there would be certain things I could I could ask, and whether I got. The answer that I wanted, or I got what it, what he really thought, it, it it wouldn't have mattered to me. Yeah, it just wouldn't. But I just I'm just so happy when I see, you know, because because then I got to you know as as a coach, I got to see dads be really involved. I mean, there were some fathers involved, and in, and in the, in these these kids as they get ready to go on and and play in, in football. But I, there was also it, it always used to make me laugh when a, when a kid and I knew you know recruiting and whether I, and I got a lot of city you know recruiting New York City, Chicago, places like that. So I always got where the kid would say. I'm making the decision on where I'm going, and I would look over at Dad, and he'd go, "Yeah, right. Like you really, you're ma- you think you're making this decision. This is like we're all making this decision on where you go to school." I always love that when the, when the big shot athlete would say, "Oh, I'll be making the decision on where I'm going," and then you look over at the parents, and they'd be like, "Wink, wink. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, the coach didn't recruit. There was no you. nil deals at that time where well, where you're paying for people to fly here and there for parents to come and see your kid play somewhere. They were like. Yeah, really. If I'm coming to the games, we're all going to be making this decision. Yeah, I mean, I, I I always thought that's what the coaches did was recruit the parents. Oh, that was first. Recruit the mom first. Yeah. Don't worry you about know, my else. dad was. I mean, I got along wonderfully with my dad, but I didn't see him much because he traveled and died when I was in college, and so I never really got. I could sure have used some <clears throat> like career advice at first, or just kind of a you know i'm I'm an only child uh and you know my mom was uh we were very close but i don't think she really you know was about to give me any mm-hmm. you know she wanted to be a big band singer so <laughs> she didn't really have a lot of business acting was, man. yeah and i was fortunate growing up in north carolina and greensboro and then moving to bethlehem pennsylvania i, I was like raised by the community uh-huh which was good because you know as a 
as a and Catholic school obeyed. has a very unique community. I, I mean, I, oh. right across the street here, the Westlake community, it's very similar. It's not a private school, but you know, it's similar. It might as well. Like the community it, something, it, I mean, everybody knows each other's families. Everybody knows each other, even though we are in a big city. But it's that's the thing. I people make fun of me all the time for you know loving Westlake so much, but that's the main reason is just when if things aren't working out at home, mm-hmm. they could be working out the next week. But somebody's always going to have your back, whether it's at school, one of the football coaches, or one of your friends' parents. It felt like no matter who you were, someone had your back. And that's a good feeling to have in a, in a community, yeah, especially I just, as a young man or woman. Yeah, and I, I just think if you if you grow up in the right community and that community just just embraces you, they know that, you know, they know some things are going on in your life. I mean, I, I, had, a, I had a friend of mine who's really suffering right now who's, who's got some real hard problems. He was the best man at my wedding. He is. He forever smoked and lived in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, and forever drank. And right now he's struggling with the walls of his heart, and then can't even do surgery with him. But I would be at their house every Sunday for dinner. I was there Sunday. I had a seat at their table with their family. Mm-hmm. It was And it was always corn, mashed potatoes, brown gravy, a roll, and some kind of meat, roast beef or something like that. I was at Pennsylvania. That's the way it was. And I was I was welcomed at their house. I mean, that, I, I, mean I was surrounded by really, really good people. I've been surrounded by and – and it's not necessarily – I surround myself with those people, but that, those people were good. I made sure. If that you're those, a good person, good people will find their way. Maybe that's maybe you. that's probably maybe that's what it was. But I had my I had my bad times. I had my bad times. I had times in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, where you know, being that sports guy. I mean, I grew. I mean, remember, I was the only black kid in my high school until my brother came, and then my sister came. I was the only one in that Catholic school, dude. I had nights where police officers would bring. I mean, I had a, I had the three in a row. I had underage drinking. Driving without a license and disorderly conduct three straight nights, <laughs> and two of them were with us with the same person, you know, disorderly <laughs> conduct because because a lady squealed on me and I just boy and I, I remember a police officer bringing me to my house, and my mom coming down the and steps. How old were you? Oh, I was probably ninth grader, eighth ninth grader, okay. um, and this officer slapped me right in front of my mom, and my mom looked at me and said, "What, am I, what do you want me to do?" Do you, do you think you needed that? Driving without a license, disorderly conduct, underage drinking, probably, probably so. And, and this officer knew me pretty well, so I was, I, and I, and and he he only lived right down the block from me, so he knew exactly who he was taking me home to. He knew exactly what he was going to do right in front of my mom. That dude, I mean, he he didn't cold cock me. I got slapped, like you know, one of those mother slaps when you get slapped by your mom. That's worse than getting popped by the old man. Or they get punched in the head by the old man that gets slapped by your mom. Because if she hits you, she really meant it. If she were to put your, her hands on you, she really, really meant that. So <laughs> I, was, I, I grew up in really, really good communities. Uh, I grew up around really, really good people. We had our mischief, but we kind of took care of each other. We really were smart in that way. When you say unlicensed driver, you were in ninth grade. You weren't old enough to drive, oh, no, right? No, Well, how would you get that? Tell, tell me a little bit about that incident. Oh, how would you get the car keys? Oh, well... I got it from one of my friends. He let me oh, drive okay, stick, okay. stick let him, ship. Oh, let yeah. me drive his ride. And plus, you know, being the oldest, I tended to hang out with older, you know. I'm sure, of course. I was hanging out with guys. I mean, of North course. Carolina, I was hanging out with uh, Charlie Sanders that played for the Detroit. I mean, Bob McAdoo. I was hanging out with them when I was like in in sixth, seventh grade. I would come in. Uh, my life, I would come in. My dad wasn't around a lot. You hung he out was, with he, Charlie Sanders and Bob McAdoo? Yeah. Wow. Al Adels being my godfather. I used to I used to come in Curly Neal chasing him around. I used to um, 
I, I didn't have a like a curfew curfew as a kid when I was in North Carolina. When I was in fifth and sixth grade, I came in because my dad wasn't around. I came in when I wanted to come in. If it was 10 o'clock, I would come in at 10 o'clock. Now, I wouldn't be far. I wouldn't be out of the county or anything. I'd be down the block. But I'd come into my house at 10 o'clock at night. I mean, I would come in. I would be, the guys would be down there drinking wine and, you know, and just cutting up. And I'd come home and I thought, well, it's time to go to bed. I got to go to school tomorrow. In fifth grade? Fifth, sixth grade. Fifth or sixth grade. Yeah. yeah, I didn't. I guess I was drinking tequila in middle school for the first time, too. So that's. I didn't have a drink until I was out of high school. I didn't have a drink until I got on I a did s- take to school quickly, bus but... and started drinking potato brandy. <laughs> That's usually how it goes. My, my friends that you know stayed true and didn't have a sip of alcohol in high school, and then they get to college, and they end up partying like they, they make up for all those lost years of, of doing it in a very short amount of time. truly is. It does take a village. They are absolutely right. It really, really does. And I'm, I'm sorry your dad's not around CB anymore. I know how much you miss him. I really, really do. And I... I, I, I I hope you. I know you guys had oh, everything straight. I didn't know what you mean for me. Yeah, Chris. CBs, yeah. Uh-huh. When his dad passed away, I know how devastating. Very close. He was. Very close. Yeah. His, to um, his his postings were very, very touching, and he clearly was devastated. Yeah, I've always been a mama's boy. Anyway, I'm. I'm. My mother touched my heart. So. Hey, but if you don't have a great relationship with your father, it's a you know perfect perfect few days to maybe just send a text. Don't have to do anything spe- like don't put yourself out there too much. But and to all the dads too, you know. Maybe text your son. Maybe By the way, I know there's so many dads who would love to have their, their kids that didn't have that great relationship with them at this time. You know, get oh, that yeah. get that relationship back. And don't do like I did. Don't be the guy who, who ends up talking about it on the radio, talking about how sorry he is at 60, getting ready to be 68 years old, talking about the relationship because you weren't the, you, didn't, you still had some control of going and making that, making those statements and saying, why did you do this? Why weren't you around here? Why couldn't you have done that? I could. I had every opportunity to ask my father all these questions. Never did. You know what I mean? That is a great point on Father's Day. Never You're did. right. You're right. And and Ty, you said don't tell you, don't put yourself out there so you know too much. Well, you know sometimes. Oh, you got, no, it, just read the situation. You know we. Yeah, you're still, you're you still this, talking you know, with a grown man. You know we all know how that goes. You, nah, there, well. there's different levels of uh, emotional receptiveness i guess you could say you know everybody's different but yeah and once again send a text and once again i came to texas where i mean came to austin texas in this area to see all these wonderful and not everybody has a great relationship but i see these wonderful relationships because of the kindness and some of the charity work that people around here do and what they do and how they get it done so i see these these dads go off to fish camp hunting camps they're with their kids they're with their sons and, and their daughters i mean it's not just a but every dad every every son needs to have his dad needs i believe and that, and for the mothers that raise raise sons, more power to you, Dion, yeah. Dion. More power to them, yeah. And what they've done and how they've raised their kids, and too, because they've had to be both, which is yeah. just amazing to me. How well, they how they get to be both and how they do such a fantastic job of it. But if you have an opportunity to go to the old man and and say something, ask him ask him before it's too late. It's before true. You, before you before you're talking about talking about him when he's passed, and you didn't take that opportunity to do it. Well, as I say, my, my dad died in college, and I, I you know, felt a lot of regret that I didn't. He, he traveled and then retired. My mom and dad were both older. My dad was 52 when I was born. So while other dads were, were you know, like coaching wow. Little League teams and everything, sure. my dad was retiring at that point. And he uh, it's amazing. Had, you know what? My dad qualified for the Olympics, the first Olympics after World War One, World War One, uh, the same one chariots of fire. 
was going to be on. Really? He did the triple jump, which back then was called the hop, skip, and jump. <sighs> but but in a, he had already qualified for the team, was in a warm-up meet. They had wooden takeoff boards at that time with spikes, and his spike locked in the wooden takeoff board. He went up, and the foot didn't leave. Stayed right there. His, the rest of the body his, kept on going. His, you know. Did, ruined his knee, and they, of course, knee surgery in oh, forget he, about it, 1911 no. was not so hot, or not actually 1920 was not so hot. So uh, anyway, I, I wish I I, I didn't I get just, to know my dad very well because of his age, and then his 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 early demise because of diabetes. I never really got to know my dad as well as I would have liked to, but the time we had was great. So for for as you're hearing this old man radio, if you have that time <laughs> to do it. I, I suggest you do it. I mean, I just, I don't know. It may not smooth out things that people that had difficulties with their pops, but somebody has to initiate it, you know, yep. and why not be the one to initiate it? There's nothing wrong with doing that. It's not no. wrong, nothing wrong with you being a person to do it. As I said, you may not get the answers that you want, but at least you can say but you tried. No but harm. you tried. You're doing no harm. No, you're doing it. No. I was, just, it. I was just right. a stubborn ass. That's all I was. Same here. You know, and, and of Overcame course, it, all though. those years, my sisters had said, can't you do something now? Aren't you? You've done all these different things in your lives, but you can't get that situation with him or just ask him the questions. And I, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. There was, what was it? Too much water over that bridge. I mean, I, yeah. I, I just couldn't do. It. I couldn't bring myself. I couldn't bring myself to do it. And that's just that was foolishness. I mean, that was foolishness on my part. I mean, you can't get back the years that you didn't spend with him, but you could, you know. But people, other people see. How your relationship goes. Other other people in your family see it. Other people in your community see what your relationship is. And you don't want to throw out that message to people. You want to throw out a positive message. Well, you know what? He didn't get along with his old man, but at least he's trying. They're trying to do some things together, or they're they're talking about it. I don't think there's anything wrong with doing that. Sometimes you got to. It's not being the bigger man. It's just being the smarter person. That's all. And for 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 those fathers out there that have been great dads, congratulations to you. Keep up the good work because your sons and your daughters they'll need you. Till the day they, you get planted, believe me, that's they'll need you all the way till then. And for those that have, you know, that don't have their dads, find yourself one. Get another pop. There's a lot out there. A lot of guys want to be able to mentor a, a lot of young people out there, and believe me, they need it. Uh-huh. Don't let mom have to put all that burden on her. And there is the hallmark segment of Old Man Radio. <laughs> no, that's beautifully spoken. Uh, that's about, beautifully I, yes. spoken. I've, 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 that conversation need to be had going into this weekend. Uh, so. I think so. I mean, yeah, I, 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 that was well said. And that's and that's mostly coming from where I watch guys with their kids. I mean, you know, I, I mean, yeah. I, 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 like I said, I never, I never got a chance to coach high school football, but from doing the high school games at Lake Travis and stuff. And I see the fathers and their their eyes about their kids in the stands and stuff, and how sometimes you think of it as, oh, dude, that's way overboard. It's it's really not. It's just them. It shows how much they care about their sons. They're watching their son. By the way, they're watching their daughters do cheerleading stuff. And I'm like, wow, that must you know that's that's got to be that's got to be kind of cool. That's why I said this is such a great community for that. It really really has. And I've and I've and I've met enough guys that have. That I've watched well, do it with their sons and daughters. And, you know, I was lucky enough to have one on the football team and one in the wow. band. And the band, you know, all the band parents know they work just as hard. Oh, yeah. And then they got to wake up early Saturday morning, oh. get on a bus and go to their competition Saturday afternoon. Like, you know, in 
in in Dallas or something like that. The band works incredibly hard, and those parents are incredibly proud. And Ty, you tell me in some of the stories, your dad, it wasn't that he put you through, he did he made you do because that's what he wanted you to do. He wanted you to eat this. He wanted you to do that. He just wanted me to be better than him. You know, that's, you that's all. Most most fathers just want, don't want their sons to make the same mistakes they did. There you and, go. And he wanted me to awesome. be in the NFL, but. <laughs> <laughs> That, you know, wouldn't that's have, that, that, that ain't happening. On uh, the Texas schedule, <laughs> once again, guys, the eight, uh, the the eight scheduled games in the SEC in 2024. What you think? Well, you think this will go to nine? This is going to go to nine, right? Yeah, uh, 2025. It, it, uh, I, I'm assuming it'll be uh, three permanent. Um, your three permanent rivals every sure. year, and then you'll get you know five games rotating, um, which I think in the end will be the the best case scenario for for this. So Texas will have. There's in the first year. There are three permanents, you think? Yeah, I think I think those are the I mean you're gonna get OU A and M and I'm assuming Arkansas every Dude. year if you're if you're My deal is do we have to have Arkansas? That, yeah, it's that's just the old Southwest Conference thing. I mean I, that's a little bit before my time, but I do I, I feel like the hate comes a little bit heavier from the Arkansas side onto Texas. I think it's kinda I've talked about it like with Texas Tech and other schools and A and M even they they definitely hate us way more than we even think about them. You know, back in back in the day, the Arkansas game always followed the OU game, and it was just thought of as this wow. distasteful annoyance. And they you know frequently lose the game because they were just coming off OU, but it it kind of always had a kind of a bad taste as far as the southwest conference it was the only school not in texas and they felt like you know the world was against them mm-hmm. and, and, and all, all that it changed a lot since then but uh used to be arkansas followed ou every year well, as long as you get to play a&m that's what matters to me and, oh yeah and that oklahoma game but i i think you start trying to build as quick as you can that rivalry with georgia and they will be here in year number one which is awesome to have the bulldogs come here now, I don't know if they're winning three in a row, but I'll say they have a good chance. The way they recruit and the way they coach there, they'll have a good opportunity to. But but have them in 2024 come here, I think that's spectacular. I, I like that. I like that a lot. And I definitely don't mind the the Florida game either. I think that's pretty cool too. Oh, yeah. Oh, and they could be, you know, I mean, we're talking about a schedule that's year after next. We, You know, it's going to be real hard to project who's good in these teams. It wouldn't surprise you if, if Florida was good then. No. I expect LSU to be good by then. It might, You know, I mean, I, I think there are very few in the SEC that you can say with any degree of certainty aren't going to be that good. Texas A&M. <laughs> there, will, there will be one on there. They might get five again. Uh, well, I was gonna say I was gonna say Vanderbilt and Mizzou, but oh, I'll no. go with A and M. No, I'm I'm gonna say A and M. I and once again, I don't care where you play that game. I I know you played there last, but I wouldn't care playing there again. Who cares? And how does Ole Miss get off with them? Did you did you type up this list? Uh, I just I I pulled it from a website. Yeah, I was gonna say Ole Miss. Is there any other school where the official name of the school is a nickname, and it's even used in the Printing and everything mm. like that. Uh, I, I don't well, know. It's, the, just, it's the University of Mississippi, right? I know, That's but Ole Miss, yeah. like I, I mean, Mizzou is. The, I just the yeah, only I, reason I, I thought of that was because I just said Mizzou, and but you don't see schedules with Mizzou. Yeah, but we're we're looking at the graphic on the TV right now. It still says Missouri. Next to their logo, yeah. Ole Miss. Ole Miss. Ole Miss. You know, I, I, that's a good. That's a good question. I, don't think, <laughs> I can't think of another school. Yeah, that a pointless, like witless question, but a question nonetheless. Maybe Cal. Yeah, and and I do like well, a, I, I, and guys, I do like A and schedule. Don't you? I mean, you're, you're right, mm-hmm. Ty. That 
that Missouri, South Carolina, Mississippi State, what's Florida going to be like, what's Auburn going to be like. That's a nice schedule to start off, you know, with Texas coming in, you know, playing Texas. It's not, it's not the hardest schedule no. on here. By, no, by it's not. Hands. I mean, LSU, that, that's probably going to be one of their permanent rivals. But, I mean, the sure. game against Texas and LSU, Florida, we have no idea how good Auburn, where they're going to be at in two years. So, um, I think you're. I think you're happy getting, especially getting Texas at home. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're an A&M fan, you know when I look at this schedule, the team that strikes me is I. I know the least, or would be the least uh, confident about predicting how good they're going to be, and their upside is real good, and their downside, you know, they could be sure. a disaster. It, it, Oklahoma. I have no idea how that's, Oklahoma is going to be in two years. Boy, that schedule right there doesn't look like fun to me. Oh no, no, uh. Uh-uh. But once again, I'm still I'm not a big South Carolina Beamer fan. I'm I don't know what Missouri's going to be like. LSU I think will the, be good. The hardest schedule on here has got to be Georgia, in my mind, or Alabama. I mean, that Georgia and Alabama playing for the what, what I think it was the fifth time in the regular season in the last twenty years, and then Alabama has to go to Oklahoma as well. Georgia has to come here. Um, Georgia also has Tennessee, Auburn, Mississippi State yes. at home. Uh, it's going to be, and then Ole Miss and Kentucky away. That's uh, that's going to be a tough one. I mean, for a, a school that's had some consistency, at, you know, at the quarterback position in the past few years, I, I, I don't even know who the guy is going into this year. You know, do all quarterback wise? Mm. Have you heard a name? I got a buddy who works for Dog Post. Yeah, we got to bring Atlanta. him on. We got to get him on here soon. To talk about a little Georgia football. Yeah, and for Alabama, Alabama, it doesn't matter to me what who they play. They're going to their schedule is going to be tough enough. But them, you know, finally getting to play Georgia. During the regular season, I yeah. like that for them. I like that for college football. Oh, no question, no question. I mean, I, I that that's going to be a great. I'm just looking at Missouri, man. They they have the least difficult of the home schedules. They're not very good, but Oklahoma, Arkansas, Auburn, and Vanderbilt. Yep, that's 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 slipping the disc. And thank there. you guys so much to the SEC for putting Vandy in here for Texas. <laughs> Thanks for that break. Wow, they needed that. Ty, they needed to play Vandy. Yeah, no. And then you slide Tennessee I, in there. I was really hoping we got that one. I was thinking, That's a win. I was thinking they're not going to please don't slide Tennessee in here. They helped almost. us out, I will say. I mean, yes, I, thought, they did. I thought that it's no more the Big 12, you know, screwing us over at any any opportunity they get. I think we're, the SEC is treating us nice. 2024, we're part of the gang. All right, we take a quick break, come right back. Monty is here, Ty is here, and so are you. We'll be right back. It is a Thursday. Buck ons, buck offs, B&E. Painted red, the stripe was white. It's Bucky and Aaron. And about a stern line. Second hand from a dealer in Atlanta. I rode up with daddy when he went there to get her. Put on a shine. Welcome back to BE. Thursday morning, Buck Ons and Buck Offs. Happy Father's Day to those dads coming up this Saturday and happy 2024 schedule for Texas Longhorns fans. Love it. Georgia coming to Austin, Texas, bringing them dogs. Yeah, they're going to be barking. Get ready for that. If, you have never, if you've never experienced that. I have not. I have not. I've never been to their stadium. Never. I've I would, played against them. I went to an A&M Georgia game a few years ago, and, uh, yeah, they call the dogs. They'll have some grown grown men barking in your face here in, here in Austin. All up in, in your years. face? Oh, yeah. They ain't afraid to do it. You like think, that, too. You like oh, that kind I, of I conflict. I love that kind of energy, of course. I think it's a bad look. 
I think, I think I think trying to sound, I think calling pigs and barking like dogs. There's just some line that somehow I'm I not think a has fan been crossed. The, I'm not a fan of the pig suey. No, no, not that. And I don't like barking like a dog either. I don't like putting my arms around dudes and going sideways. Yeah, uh-huh. no, they they do a bunch of somewhat some some would call it candy candy ass stuff um, yeah. in the SEC. I have I've said on do the they show really. Oh yeah, of course you you know this. I I, I they just, chant SEC guys. Oh, I disagree yeah. I with can't the Aggie. You start that. I disagree with the Aggie sway, though. I think that's real cool. I think it's almost like oh, disorienting. Yeah, I like it. You like nah. the kiss, you like the kissing thing? Nah. Tongue, uh, in the, tongue in a stranger. Well, I mean, why not? Let's not make value judgments that quickly. <laughs> why not? <laughs> why not? That's right. I, I would like to sit down when I'm watching a game. Though. Yeah, that does that does bother me about the Aggies. With the whole standing bit. Yeah. No, I went to a game there one time, and just because the only time they get off the wood is when somebody gets hurt, and it was uh, the Clemson uh, A&M game. If you're a great game, and I I got into an altercation because I refused. I was like, "Oh, I'm." I thought you said meant I said I couldn't sit down because I so I just stayed up on the wood with the, the bleachers when he was hurt. Which I mean, I I realized maybe not the best thing to do. <laughs> it wasn't a serious injury, but the, the Aggies did not take too kindly to to me not getting off the wood. Well, there's I a couple say. places that that I that I've been to that I've coached at and played at. I thought Tennessee, Knoxville. I was there as a player when it was close to a hundred thousand, and that place was unfreaking believable. As a player, that thing was so loud. You know. As a coach, I've been to Tuscaloosa. That's uh-huh. going to be a very Twice. interesting game with Josh, and, Josh Heupel coming home to. It is, to and that's when you played. You oh, yeah, played, I, no, played I, at I, Tennessee. I, you're saying or coached? I, I was a player at okay. Boston College. Well, here Tennessee. we go. You ready for old man radio? Was Condridge Holloway there? Oh, gee, no, no, no. This was even this it had to be before that. Condridge. Oh, oh no, but Condridge Holloway, I think, was in Haskell Standback. Oh my God! Yeah. Uh, I Those don't know. names sound old. Yeah, they, they do. are old, man. Condors Holloway. Oh, them them balls ain't gonna what lose it, no what, games. What was the second one? Uh, Haskell Standback. Haskell Standback and Condors Holloway. What happened to Holloway. those kind of names? Oh, they're great. I back. mean, they really are great. Haskell. Yeah, yeah this this there's going to be some great rivalries built, I believe, with this in in the scheduling. Is they when they get to nine, it's going to be it's going to be fantastic. The LSU thing. I I, I would love to be playing LSU. If I'm if well, if I'm a player, I'd love it. I don't know if I'm as a coach. I'd want to be playing those dudes every year. Who's LSU's three permanent rivals? Alabama, obviously. A and M. A and M. You think they've they've worked themselves into that? Spot? I think they have. And who's the third? Though? Uh, Arkansas. Alabama. I mean, I, I said we said Alabama. Yeah, I said Alabama. Okay. A and M got to have one more. Ooh. Ole Miss. I th- uh, you know what Arkansas. I think it probably is Arkansas. I the thing with A and M is that Arkansas. You know, as far as the conference, Arkansas, the same thing is that A and M and LSU would always play first game of the year. I mean, they they've played each other a lot before A and M ever went into the SEC. Uh, you're gonna yeah, make, you're gonna make LSU play Arkansas, Alabama, and A and M every single year, though. I mean, I guess there's. Well, that's why I said I don't want that rivalry. I don't want LSU to be on my schedule every year. There's going to be that. some of those situations where some of these teams are going to be like, "Wait, what?" Oh yeah, that's of course. That those are the we're getting them every year. You know, yeah, of it, course. It's gonna it's gonna be very interesting when all this plays out. Well, the, the, the year good, after in twenty twenty. But as I said, the good part about that is they extend, you know, the the college playoffs system. What's going to happen is that's why you're going to have that extra SEC team in there with a. Three lo- a three loss SEC team is going to get in. They're going to look at the schedule and go, wait a minute, Cincinnati, you're not getting in here. You went 
went undefeated. Isn't so that the same? That's the same issue that we're dealing with now with yeah, the four seed playoff. I, I, I think when they expand. I think that there's going to be more pressure than ever on them the not to go, in. not to let the little guy in, to not go with the SEC team that has three losses. When you expand it like that, I think you're expanding more with the intent of taking the little guy than the three loss SEC team. You know what they're going to do in those meetings? Those guys, those those folks that have those meetings, like, like Condoleezza Rice and them. You know who's going to be in those meetings too? The television people are going to be in there, and they're going to go. You're thinking about doing what? Here's <laughs> here's how we're thinking. We need we need uh, I think we need to have Florida. We need to have the Gators in there with that fan yeah, base. Yeah, but what do you, as a, a TV viewer, would you be more excited to see like an undefeated Coastal Carolina, which we've mentioned a few times, play a the the number one team in the first round, or would you rather viewer, see Kentucky with three losses? I would have rather the PGA guys not take the live money, but. Yeah, but do you like? Would you would do you think they could prop up like oh David versus Goliath more or just like an SEC like a three loss SEC team versus the best team rematch of maybe maybe it's not a rematch but you got those two teams from the same conference playing the playoffs again. Yeah, I mean you can look at it a lot of ways. I mean, you, what would have happened if that that same team would have played? But you could have the you could I mean a six we've seen sixteen seeds beat one seeds now I mean it's uh, realized football is a different game there's le, there's not, you know less yeah, variables this, this isn't March Madness but of. still they, it's it could happen you know Appalachian State beat Michigan I know that wasn't a playoff game but that well they beat the Aggies too didn't they they did last once year once again yeah I forgot about you know, that crazy stuff happens well, no I haven't forgot about that that's why I mentioned it because there are certain things I won't forget about <laughs> they didn't they just did. beat them too they oh, put up right. like forty five on them oh, man. I but, love this yeah, coming back. I love this. I wish this was happening this year. It puts a smile on my face just it thinking does. about it. You know, we've Definitely. known it's going to happen for the past yeah. few years, but now that you see those opponents, you don't even have dates yet, but it's it's you know it's re- it's becoming more and more real day by day. You know, I was saying that earlier that the the, the Texas A&M Texas game is just so essential in the sports landscape and for it to be gone for more than a decade, it's unfortunate, but there's such symmetry to the whole thing starting back when A&M got out of the Big 12 because Texas was kind of running the show and signing mm-hmm. their own network uh, contract and basically running over the other teams. And the Aggies said, we're leaving, we're going to the SEC. And Texas's message was, you'll never be anything without us. You're going to really become irrelevant because you won't do well in the SEC, and you won't have a big rivalry game any longer. And then they, found and they said it'll and they tried, still it be better. To change it. Yeah, and Dan really and A&M said it'll still be better than being with you guys. Did it really change? Which on like what? Well, no, I, I, that's I, the thing. Is the ultimate irony is now here comes Texas. The Longhorn Network will be no more. The SEC network on ESPN is going to be even more of a juggernaut. And A&M goes, "Oh, you're kidding! You move next door." to us we had this you know we're back this, they're back in the same yeah place i mean it's just back in the ago. same it's almost like groundhog day for a&m yeah i mean as i said I, I love it for the fans i love it for the players i mean there's a staunch fans that just they don't oh. like the fact that they're playing again i'm like I, I just love this i love this for the guys that play the game <laughs> and the coaches that coach the game yep. and the high schools that have all these players that are that are either going to one school or going to the other i just I just think it just should have always been, whether he got pissed or not. Somebody should have intervened in all that stuff. And legislation, had, you mean? Well, I, well whatever they had to do <laughs> to keep it, they should have. They should have kept that. 
I mean, there there's certain rivalries that go away that that you need to have back. I mean, for for a long, long time, Penn State and, and Pittsburgh used to play, and then that thing went away, and then they brought it back, and I, I was almost why why the hell would that ever go away? Yeah, Pitt, Penn State, that didn't make any sense to me, you know, or, or like West Virginia was more West Virginia and Pitt State longer than Pitt, Penn State, which I'm like, really? Well, I don't know why they did away. Uh, they they stopped uh, Notre Dame, Michigan. I, I mean, uh, that they did that every year for about. 15 years and then pulled the plug on it. Well, they needed a patsy in between all that. That <laughs> you, can't, you can't, you know, that's almost like the reason why. Well, that's Michigan As a State. coach, I don't, yeah. The reason I don't <laughs> want to see. The, as a fan, I do, I would love to see. I, I think Texas playing uh, LSU every year would be wonderful. But as a coach, I'm thinking, yeah, I don't want that crap every year. No, there's never a year where LSU doesn't have the athletes. I mean, they just, they do every year. Right. And I'm thinking, man, give me somebody. Where's a Texas State? We can give them some money. They'll take that money, won't they, Ty? Eventually, if you go to nine, somebody's going to take. Somebody's taking some money, right? Tech. Yeah. <laughs> Schedule Tech as your non guy. I, I know they've been begging to do it, but I would. I wouldn't mind that. But yeah, I mean, let's give us a give us Texas State. Let's try to build up their program. Get them on the the national stage. and get them some cash, right? Yeah, cash always helps. I used to think that about Texas when Texas would play Rice when Mac was coaching. I would get on the radio. Lost? Well, not us. No, I know how that felt. I'm just talking about when, when Texas went and when they were starting to get in their heyday and they played Rice like the first game. I was like, God, I hope that doesn't wreck the Rice program for the entire year. And used to see kids from Rice being carted off the field in that game when Mac was when they were getting it going. They play Rice. I was like, this is going to destroy this entire season for those kids. And game number one. Because the they worst, got some extra bucks. The worst case of that was uh, UL Lafayette during the national championship season when they were like coming off a of Hurricane Katrina, and then we oh, just put it on them <laughs> at like 11 a.m. Kids were living with their the, friends. Yeah, they're living stuff. in like hotel rooms, and we just yeah, would dog. Vince, Vince Young got. I remember he got like a stinger in the fourth quarter when he was still playing. I was like, why is this dude? <laughs> I'm like a little kid. I'm like, why is he in the game? Like these. I I thought that was terrible. I still remember that to this day. All right, load him up for the blitz. We'll be right back. Well, we just haven't seen any uh, terrible collisions. We're knocking on wood there. Hopefully uh, that will not be the case as we head uh, toward the end of the rush hour here. Uh, but we do have those delays. I-35 southbound out of Round Rock and then Palmer to Rundberg and 290 to the decks northbound. Still some Kyle and Buda delays on the interstate. And then Slaughter to uh, Cesar Chavez is going to be slow. Southbound Mopac approaching 45th. Do have a Fendermitter reported there. A little heavy traffic coming from 2222 might be a problem. Now, Palmer Lane, we had this crash reported uh, near the Mopac interchange, and that is actually affecting westbound traffic. And uh, But the southbound frontage I-35 at Palmer, that wreck is gone. I'm Don Miller. That's traffic. The 79th Annual Williamson County Sheriff's Posse Rodeo is June 23rd and 24th in Gerald. Rodeo, mutton busted, wild steer saddling, comedy from Leon Coffee, and music Friday night from JR's Jukebox. And Saturday night, it's Richie Bustillo and Southton. All at the Williamson County Sheriff's Posse Rodeo Arena in Gerald. Sponsored by HEB, Mack Hike, Heartland Aggregates, Bigfoot Concrete Pumping, Ram Rodeo, and music brought to you by Ruger and Gun Connection. The Williamson County Sheriff's Posse Rodeo, June 23rd and 24th. Details at WC. 
CSPRodeo.com. Hey, what's up, folks? This is your lifetime Longhorn Rod Babers. Bud Light is my choice because it turns good times into great times. So if you want to be the life of the party, just bring more Bud Light to the party. Speaking of parties, Coke Fest, August 4th through the 5th in Huddle will be one of the biggest parties of 2023. And there's always a party happening at the Moody Center, especially when Il Indian hits the stage June 30th. And at the Dell Diamond, they'll have the bats going and the Bud Light flowing when the Round Rock Express face the El Paso Chihuahuas June 13th through the 18th. Bud Light, brewed deep in the heart of Texas and certainly proud of Anytime we get together, we never know if it's going to be the time that will make the memory that we never forget. Dave Chappelle, live in concert, July 14th, sold out. Due to popular demand, second show at it, Saturday, July 15th, Moody Center. On sale now at Ticketmaster.com. Subscribe to Chappelle's podcast, The Midnight Miracle on Luminary, to get info and special ticket access to select venues. Hey, folks, it's Bucky telling you about Texas Orthopedics, home of Dr. Christopher Daney, and I coached that guy back in the day. He's a close friend and just one of the reasons I choose Texas Orthopedics. You all know about the long history of having a back that has always been seven ways to mess up until I met the experts at Texas Orthopedics. It's specialized, patient-focused, surgical, and non-surgical orthopedic care, joint replacement, sports medicine, and they can help you get to the goals that you want to get to. Great health and quality of life. That's the goal of Texas Orthopedics, to get you back into good health and the quality of life that you deserve dr christopher danny and chris stockton they're like my personal body mechanics they got me feeling great and back in the swing of things on the back nine whether it's a mobility or movement issue texas orthopedics can help you out as well so visit them at txortho.com to learn more and of course to schedule your appointment texas orthopedic is the largest independent orthopedic practice in central texas they work for bucky godbold and most certainly will work for you it's txortho.com that's texas orthopedics when it comes to selling your car the easy money is at henna chevrolet i was getting my car appraised at carmax when i saw henna's giant billboard offering 500 dollars more than carmax and thought why not it's a 10 minute drive now i've got an extra 500 dollars in my pocket thanks to henna just present your written appraisal offer within seven days and you'll get 500 dollars more guaranteed come get your money at hennachevyaustin.com buy new roads It's time to feel good again, but for our neighbors facing hunger, that's a tall order. The Central Texas Food Bank is still facing high demand at this time when increases in child care costs and energy bills stretch budgets and put kids and families at greater risk of hunger. Donations made this summer will ensure that families have access to food when their need is greatest. So do your part to help hungry families feel good again this summer. Make your donation today at centraltexasfoodbank.org. That's centraltexasfoodbank.org. Hey, what's up, folks? This is your lifetime Longhorn Rod Babers. By now, everyone knows that my favorite new tequila is Hot Cat Tequila. Hot Cat Tequila is my go-to tequila. The cat stands for cinnamon, agave, and tequila, and the recipe just as simple, just as delicious, and just as brilliant. Cinnamon, agave, nectar, and tequila. That's why it's so light and so smooth. Hot Cat Tequila is a tequila lover's dream, and if you're not a fan of tequila, Hot Cat Tequila will make you a fan of tequila. Hot Cat Tequila will turn any event into a party, and every party feels like a celebration. Toast and turn up with Hot Cat Tequila. The Horns text line is brought to you by Specs, a Texas-sized selection of wines, spirits, finer foods, and specialty beers. Cheers to savings. It's Bucky and Aaron. Welcome back to B&E. Get that blitz lit up. Uh, I know um, Digger's on, on he's, he's in that month band. But guess who will be joining me tomorrow? 
Oh, he is out. Yeah. Big Zay? Zay, Big Zay, Zay Collier. He says he wants Digger off of that band tomorrow. He said he's getting on tomorrow morning. He's going, I need to know that Digger is going to be on the Blitz. That's what he told me yesterday. He goes, I go, what? He goes, I need to know he'll be there. Oh, I've already received a call from him this morning. Oh, you have? Uh, Digger, that is. And I see. He's he's still letting his mark be felt on this show. So there you go. I think we'll, we'll have to let him back tomorrow. Gosh. Zay, wouldn't, wouldn't want to upset Zay early, this early in the morning. No, he's not oh. used to getting up this early in the morning. Oh, not anymore. He's not. Helen, he's used to talking concert talk with Chad about which Nickelback, meet, Nickelback concert he's going to go to. That's going to be funny to see him at Nickelback. I think Chad's giving away his tickets. Is that true? He's giving away his tickets for Nickelback. Is that he a is. true thing? He is. He actually told me about his experience going to see Nickelback. At, at, I mean, it's no Creed. Well, we hell no. If there was Creed, I'd be there. Hell yeah. Front row. That's right. Big fan of Creed. And I still catch hell about that, too. But Nickelback's a little bit different. I, 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 might, I think I want to go to that concert just to see what kind of people are there. Do some people watching. He's got a bunch. They got a bunch of songs that I know. Nickelback? How, how bad could it really be? Well, what's the stereotypical Nickelback fan like? Uh, T-shirt with Nickelback's lead singer on, there, on, the, on the front. Is that it? I don't know. I don't think I've ever met a true... Anyone in my life that's like, Ooh. yeah, I, I genuinely enjoy Nickelback. Have you? I, no, no, no. Even Chad, who went to the concert, said like, like I was saying, went just, just to see. He said he regretted it. It's just not my cup of tea. All right, bring that blitz on, y'all, please. Wow. No, I. The Bucky and E Blitz. The Morning Blitz, brought to you by Apple Leasing, where you only have to pay for the new half of the car or truck, the half under factory warranty, in any make, any model. Click AppleLeasing.com and see how easy it is. And thank you all for being patient with me this morning. It's 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 been okay. It could have been worse. That's all I'll say for me. First Blitzer, you're up. This is the Lost Dodge University of Texas. Bucky, I saw that 2024 SEC schedule yesterday. You know, I tried to get the Longhorns into the Pac-12 a few years ago, so don't blame me. Don't blame, yeah. No, we like this one. This schedule's nice. I like it. I like it a lot. Play the best. But no, leave LSU out of there. We're gonna play them every once in a while. Next, Blitzer, you're up. Bucky. What's up? Mike Leach being inducted into the Texas Tech Hall of Honor, but Jerry Jones can't induct Jimmy Johnson into the Ring of Honor? Buck off, Jerry. Wow. Yeah, they still got that feud going on. He said, Jerry does say it will happen someday, right? Someday. Next Blitzer, talk to us. The Pitt Panthers should be in the Big Ten, and the Maryland Terrapins should go back to the ACC. I suggest a trade. Yeah, I would I would do that. And do something with Rutgers, too. Why is Rutgers playing in the Big Ten? Seriously? Next Blitzer, you're up. Hey, Buck. What's up? I ain't chanting SEC. It's like bragging about how big your cousin's pecker is. I have <laughs> <laughs> oh boy next blitzer talk to us you guys wasting time talking about a schedule that's two years out <laughs> you might ought to worry about not getting your asses kicked by the teams from the conference that you're currently in <laughs> right on the money you got to be a believer that's right on the money next blitzer you're up i know what you're thinking buggy is this a fat elvis is this a skinny Elvis? And I want to know how my Vanderbilt Commodores are going to win a single game, baby. Mama. 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 Next Blitzer, you're up. Now, this is a 
Vince, uh, I'm not surprised E. Hogan didn't show up for work today. Surprised he shows up at all. Wow. Come on, man. It's for his daughter. Next Blitzer, you're up. This is Lorenzo Kraft. This for the ladies whose man has a broken little Richard. I've been in the emergency room with a prayer prism, so come over here. Wow. He told us earlier this week his friend broke his thing, his thingamabob. That was a very robust blitz. It was. These people are out of their minds. All right, let's get out of here. We'll come right back. Monty, thank you once again. I know you're going to be with us just a little bit longer, and you've got to go and go to your real job and get away from this madness. <laughs> we'll be right back. b and Thursday morning. Every Sunday morning from 9 a.m. to noon, you're invited to a party on the horn with Wags. It's the Wagner Wire, the number one fantasy sports show in all the land and the ultimate party. I break down the latest in fantasy trends and all the top stories in sports. Whether it's season-long fantasy leagues or daily fantasy leagues, the Wagner Wire has you covered. You'll probably hear me geek out about video games and pop culture references, too. Remember, there are no breaks in fantasy sports. The Wagner Wire, 9 a.m. to noon on the horn. Folks, AB Consultation, if you really want the entertainment system of your dreams, call Tom McKay and his staff today. They'll have everything that you need, the surround sound and all the mounts and equipment needed to make it all work. Tom and his staff, they'll bring everything to you, and don't try that yourself like I did before. Audiovisual Consultations is one of the largest dealers of most televisions and audio brands. They have all the hottest items in stock. Not only is Tom stocked with the Hardest to find smart TVs and Sonos audio. They're not raising the prices like a lot of others have. Audiovisual consultations, 512-255-8678, or catch them online at abconsultations.com. Trying to wrap up these crashes up along Palmer Lane, southbound frontage I-35 at Palmer. That one is done, and we're just about done with the wreck just off the east of Mopac on Palmer Lane. Westbound traffic was affected. Doesn't look like it's uh, too bad now. We are concerned about a couple of things on the north side. First, northbound 183 uh, from I-35 to Burnett is slow. Right there, Burnett could be something going on. And we have a confirmed crash at northbound Capital Texas Highway approaching Jollyville. And uh, that, of course, near the Arboretum, so you're going to be backed up there for a while. I'm Don Miller. That's traffic. Now's the perfect time to transform your home or business with fresh new color. But what color to choose? Call John Bennell and his team at Serta Pro Painters. Now through June, your professional color consultation is free with any book painting project. Protect and beautify your space with a color that you'll love for years to come, inside and out. Go with the pros at Serta Pro Painters of Austin. Get your painting project started.